This here meditation is named Our Town, but it could also be named Our Community. I have lifted it from the Pulitzer Prize winning play by Thornton Wilder of the same name, Our Town. Kids nowadays don't read it the way we did when I was in high school, but it's still a very fine drama. It's a short play about life and marriage and death in a small New Hampshire town called Grover's Corners. It's narrated by the stage manager who also plays the role of the clergyman and gets to say a few wise things every now and then. He starts chatting with the audience before the house lights go down. The members of the cast are all of you, the ones watching on your Zoom screens at home. Except for the Zoom screens, that's sort of how the Wilder play begins. Then the year was 1901, but today the year is 2020. For us Jews, it's also 5781, the seventh of Tishri. The time is 6.30 in the evening. It's Shabbat Shuvah. I'm, I'm not the stage manager anymore. I'm not even the rabbi. I'm just the teacher here at Emmanuel and a grandfather. Last month, we had a little outdoor dinner to celebrate our granddaughter Zella's departure for her freshman year at Kenyon College in Ohio. We were all so proud. Afterward, we all went home and cried. Why do people cry about everything they've prayed for? It got me to remembering how about 40 years ago now, Karen and I took our children, one of whom was Zella's mother, to visit Washington, D.C. We saw the official sites and even had time to visit the National Archives. I'll make the story short. We were lucky. Huddled over the microfilm reader, we found my family's, my father's mother and siblings. On September 23, 1907, after sailing for 20 days from the Baltic port of Labau, they arrived at Ellis Island. The manifest says they came from the town of Kalerka in Ukraine. Just handwritten names in a big book. The next day, in another volume of names, I found one Yaakov Kuzhner. He had arrived over a year earlier to open a tailor shop and to try to save enough money to fetch his wife and children. The big book said that he had $10 in his pocket and was going to a friend's home on West 28th Street. His race was listed as Hebrew. One of his sons was my father. 
I look at the neatly penned information and I wonder if they, in their wildest dreams, could have imagined that I would someday be telling you of their journeys. Will one of your progeny someday remember you and wonder if you could have imagined them? From Washington, we packed everyone in the back of our Plymouth station wagon and drove to Detroit. For us, that's the old country. And I would wonder where the years had gone, and I would wonder if my parents then wondered when our family would make its annual summer pilgrimage, whether, where all the years had gone, and I wonder if my children will wonder where all the years have gone when they are 77, like I am now. It would be foolish to try to say something profound about any of this. I share it now only in the hopes that it will evoke your memories, your tears, your celebrations, your family, your birth, your death. I guess that's why I identify with the stage manager in Thornton Wilder's play. It's probably the big reason I became a rabbi. I now believe that it is the job of a rabbi to be present for all those great life passages. Rabbis are supposed to witness and then remember what Jews often don't have time to remember for themselves. Except, of course, during these days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. You know, the Yomim Noraim, the days of awe. That's when all the Jews become rabbis, whether they like it or not. The second act of Our Town opens with the stage manager musing in a laconic New Hampshire drawl. Yeah, the sun's come up over a thousand times. Summers and winters have cracked the mountains a little bit more, and the rains have brought down some of the dirt. Some babies that weren't even born before have begun talking regular sentences already. And a number of people who thought they were right young and spry have noticed that they can't bound up a flight of stairs like they used to without their heart fluttering a little. All that can happen in a thousand days. Nature's been pushing and contriving in other ways too. A number of young people fell in love and got married. You know how it is. You're 21 or 22. You'll make some decisions and then wish you're 70. You've been a lawyer for 50 years and that white-haired lady at your side has eaten over 50,000 meals with you. So here we all are, members of our congregation, our town, rich people and poor, 
wise and foolish, beautiful and plain, from choppers of wood to drawers of water, people who just got married and ones who just got divorced, people who just got out of the hospital and people who are going in real soon, people who just got born and people who, God forbid, won't be here next year, people whose lives are finally coming together and people whose lives are falling apart. We come together these days to be aware of the great mystery and remind ourselves about what is truly important in our lives before we die. In the last act of our town, a young mother, Emily Webb, died during the birth of her second child. She sits in a symbolic graveyard among the others of the town who have died. Being a recent arrival and sensing that she could return to the world, she asks the others in the cemetery if it is possible. They tell her it is, but they also warn her not to go. They say it will be too painful, but she refuses to understand. Her bonds to the living are still too strong. She asks the stage manager why it will be painful, and he patiently explains. Well, you not only live it, but you watch yourself living it. And as you watch it, you see the thing that they, down there, never know. You see the future. You know what's going to happen afterwards. But she is determined to find out for herself. She selects her 12th birthday as a time to which she will return. She finds herself at home amidst a loving family, too busy to realize that they are alive. Oh, Mama, just look at me one minute as though you really saw me. Mama, 14 years have gone by. I'm dead. You're a grandmother, Mama. I married George Gibbs. Mama, Wally's dead, too. Mama, his appendix burst on a camping trip to North Conway. We felt just terrible about it. D don't you remember? But just for a moment now, we're all together. Mama, just for a moment, we're happy. Look at one another. But of course, her mother cannot hear for she is back then among the living. One of the Moyles who served the Jewish community of greater Boston for many decades used to conclude the Kiddush immediately following a bris wherein a Jewish boy gets his name with, and may we all dance at the bar mitzvah. The first time I heard it, I thought it was touching. But after I'd heard it, after every bris, it got a little corny. But now when I hear it, I think it's even more powerful than when I first heard it. You know, there were only a half a dozen or so life truths, and each one of them has but a handful of coherent ways to be told. 
And all we can do for any important moments in our life is to speak them again and stand reverent in their mystery. I'll tell you one now. May we all dance at the wedding. <laughs> 